obviously you made a right turn because here's the wrong kind of podcast hey good afternoon i'm sorry not afternoon it's morning saturday morning about 10 o'clock and we have a special guest in the studio it is doug blex he is district 12 state representative how you doing doug i'm doing good justin i was just talking to you before i hit the button here about your district it's kind of crazy it's like the uh west half of independence and goes down and up to where all does it go it's it's a big stretched out district well it is and i unfortunately in some ways live just to the two miles eastern edge of it so everywhere i go when i head west is about 120 miles to get to any town big enough to have a meeting in uh, i go right up against uh, winfield and yeah. arc city and have uh, actually geographically about two-thirds of Cowley County, uh, but that's about all cows and grass. There's not yeah. a lot of people out there. Not and, a lot of voters out there, yeah. And Chautauqua and, and all of Elk now, and a, a little bit of Butler and, and about the western third of Montgomery. So from Independence to Winfield, that is a big difference in, uh, I don't know, are the people in the region, is it is it a big difference? Well, uh, not really in some ways. Uh, I uh, and I really enjoy the people I represent because I got a lot of small towns yeah. and a lot of rural people scattered across that area, and uh, they are unique in the fact that how they think is a lot how I think, and so uh, I really appreciate them. They're solid, uh, hardworking for the most part, and uh, really kind of understand what's what's going on in the world. So I, I feel it a blessing to to represent them, even though it's been a long sacrifice with a lot of miles on my truck to get from one end to the other. Uh, it's still an honor to serve that kind of people. Yep, Southeast Kansas has the best people, at least in my opinion, anyway. Uh, I also was looking through. You got a Wikipedia page. Uh, okay, if you get a Wikipedia page, I think you've done something. So you've got your own Wikipedia page. I don't know if you knew that or not. But, well, uh, I don't. I don't do a lot of checking <laughs> on that. I, Anyway, you are, and I need to know about this, you're a retired wildlife biologist. That's correct. What is that? What did you do? Well, I actually worked in two states. I worked five years in Nebraska, and then, of course, my home is here in Montgomery County, uh, and uh, my father unexpectedly passed away, so professionally, it was kind of a letdown. I come back down and started working for a fishing game uh, on the Elk City Reservoir, and that's kind of... Uh, and actually retired as a supervisor out of uh, Chinook, Kansas. So what you're telling me is you can tell me the secret to catching big crappie? I can at times. Uh, All right. That's the most important thing. That is important at yeah. times. All right. So we didn't get you in here today to talk about fishing. Uh, I was visiting with, uh, I call him Rep. Ron Bryce, and he was telling me that you have some important bills that you've introduced. And uh, tell us all about them. What you got going on up there? Well, they kind of relate to fishing. It's all about water. Uh, this has been a really a neat year for me. Uh, and sometimes as we go through the legislature, this will mark my seventh year. And uh, you have uh, you have challenges to get things through. And uh, water has always been a, a passion of mine, like the conservation. And I suppose maybe being blessed to grow up in an eastern Kansas uh, farm and hiking on the the prairies and the forest and walking along those creeks uh, kind of instilled for me a passion for conservation, which kind of led to a lifelong career in, in uh, wildlife management and biology. But really, about 10 years ago, we started a pretty extensive effort to uh, 
address water issues in the state of Kansas or lack of in, in a lot of cases, particularly out in the western uh, half, third of the state where we have groundwater depletion. And those wells are primarily irrigation for crops. Uh, but what we're seeing is we're seeing a big sinking and uh, uh, reduction of the water table out there in the levels. And some of those wells may may go 10 feet in a year or two of a real dry year uh, uh, as far as overall depth, some as high as 50. And so that's a real crisis, and that's their whole lifeblood out there. So uh, they got together a what was called a, ultimately ended up a Blue Ribbon Task Force uh, for water management. Now, in the eastern half of the state, we suffer from reservoir sit, uh, sedimentation. We get the bulk of our water from uh, uh, surface water, uh, yeah. small lakes, and that. So we have two separate issues. Uh, our big users out west is ag, and of course the big users here in, uh, in eastern is industrial. Uh, Caulfield Resources is the largest uh, water user in the Vertigris Basin. And so I was actually chair of the Vertigris uh, RAC. It was actually called Basin then. It's Regional Advisory Committee. And we held meetings all over the state. I mean, not just me personally, but I was locally here. And got a lot of grassroots input and on how to fix this problem with our water. And what do we need to do? And, of course, the goal has been a long-term funding source for water. And it's easy sometimes to forget things. Uh, I always say decisions are made in a drought. Uh, the minute it starts raining, yeah. uh, the faucet comes on, uh, people forget about it and go about their business. I understand that. So this is a critical year, and I actually got back on the water committee. I was on it for my first two years, and they had I was not on it last year, and they got into the weeds and ended up with a 283-page bill which is very complex and too many moving parts, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. So in this election cycle, I actually uh, kicked and screamed and told the speaker, I said, hey, uh, I got as much expertise up there as anybody on this these issues. Uh, can I get on the water uh, committee? And he put me on it, and thank goodness, uh, I actually resurrected the old Blue Ribbon Task Force recommendations which is going to be uh, about one, a little less than one-tenth of one percent of existing sales tax. Now, we're not creating a new sales tax, but that would be dedicated to funding water issues across the state. And so we got together kind of a little uh, mini-committee within the committee and got several people on there that's real knowledgeable. And uh, then we presented it to the whole committee. Uh, I introduced the bill kind of back through to get it into the committee and had a lot of help, a lot of teamwork. A lot of the work had been done last year, uh, but yet it was just too many moving parts to get it through. So uh, this year we worked on it, and we worked on it, and we had a lot of testimony, had a lot of experts come in. And uh, basically I ended up with a 10-page bill, which is fantastic, and about eight pages of that is just reference to other statutes and and things that in some ways don't even pertain to water. Uh, so we did get the bill passed out unanimously out of, out of committee on Thursday. So uh, to me, that's a, that's a milestone in my career, a legacy. And I think the people of Kansas will certainly benefit from that. What are some of the uh, highlights in the bill? Like, is it, is it a 
problem solving bill or is it just a way to fund for future problems to solve? Well, it'll actually be a little bit. And certainly we, uh, those of you that live by nearby here, uh, Caney has had a big yes. water issue, uh, several, uh, water rationing, mandatory, uh, shutdowns, a lot of, a lot of supply issues. Of course, we're in extreme drought and, uh, Certainly for small cities, we actually put into the bill that they would be eligible for grant funding. Uh, and if they've had a revolving loan to pay off their uh, bill, say a city of 500, uh, you really can't raise the water rates uh, enough to, to pay for what it costs to do a water infrastructure because it's so expensive. And, and ironically, uh, you get water bills, $100, $150 a month, and People decide, hey, I'm going to move to another town 10 miles away. So uh, we did put in the bill that they're, if they've paid for five years right now, and, of course, it's got to go through the House and, and the Senate, uh, may get some amendments, but uh, they would be eligible for a grant loan forgiveness. So that'd be a, a godsend to those residents in those small towns, and a lot of them are retired on fixed incomes. And then we put in $5 million. Uh, for technical services and one thing we find that a lot of the small towns don't have the capability for engineering services and don't have the understanding maybe a one or two person operation and uh, so we made in the bill they can either contract or work with uh, kansas water office and they would be able to get technical uh, advice on that and then of course in addition to that we would work out west to, for water technology, for example, uh, uh, putting in some money for research to look at better ways and more efficient ways. Uh, a good example would be drop lines on a center pivot rather than sprinkling it in the air and using like an impulse uh, sprinkler like we kind of see in our yards. That wastes a lot of water. You get a lot of evaporation before yeah. it even gets on the, the plant. So They've went to some drag lines, which uh, basically is kind of like a drip uh, in movement. So uh, it'll be a combination, uh, do some planning, uh, uh, maybe some more water-efficient crops, uh, growing. A, biologically, my biological and ecological background tells me that uh, growing a wide-bladed plant, such as corn, in a area in western Kansas where the wind almost blows constantly yes. at 15 to 20 miles an hour and you have a dry and very low humidity is not biologically very intelligent and they would have been better off they went to a narrower bladed used a more water efficient crop however they've got an established process out there with our feed yards and certainly the climate is ideal uh compared to eastern kansas and with a lower population, their toleration for uh, maybe odor yeah. and issues involved with that is a lot better than at a place where, uh, say, Johnson County, where you got a lot of people. So uh, we got to work with what we got, and it's their whole livelihood out there. So it's it's very important to to address it. And this would be a five year sunset. Uh, they have to report back to us, and they have to make sure that, that what they're doing. And you got to realize. Part of the complex complexity of that 283-page bill was the fact that you got KDHE, Kansas Department of Health and Environment, involved in water issues, quality and testing. You got Kansas Department of Agriculture involved in uh, 
allocating permits, and then you got Kansas Water Office and Water Authority, which is an advisory board, and they are basically statutorily required to implement the state water plan. So you've got three or four state agencies that all have their little finger in water, and then yeah. you couple in Corps of Engineers at the federal level. It really gets complex. Sounds like it. Uh, is there any – would making reservoirs in western Kansas make any sense at all? Well, they've tried that. Basically, they just they just do not get enough – uh, rainfall events to consistently keep them at a level yeah. that they can be operated. And as you go west to Webster, uh, Cedar Bluff, uh, some of those that have historically, remember way back when, when it did have all those rain events and floods in the late early 90s, 93, yeah. uh, when they actually filled up, the people were driving all the way and hauling boats from eastern Kansas fishing because it was just like a brand new reservoir. You had all that habitat, that flooded uh, yeah. vegetation, just super fishing. But the problem of it is sustainable uh, rainfall is just not there to maintain a level to keep evaporation and irrigation uh, to where they can sustain it. I am not a, uh, I don't know, I don't want to use the word crazies. I'm not one of the crazies, I'm going to use it anyway, that thinks there's something going on with the environment. But I'm old enough to recognize that it isn't the same as it was when I was a kid, I don't think. And I don't know if we're going through cycles or what. But uh, I think the, uh, I'm glad to see that you and others are trying to figure this out. But obviously we know the best solution is if God would just go ahead and open up, you know, the faucet on us. That would be great. So... Yeah, that's exactly right. And certainly, I've lived long enough to see a lot of cycles. I've changed, seen how rainfall events have changed. Uh, I'm not an extreme uh, climate uh, change person. I, I think we've always been in cycles. If you, if you look at records, there's been a, look at tree rings. You you see a lot of weather issues, yeah. uh, and <clears throat> certainly we're in patterns. And uh, I've seen some drought early on in my early childhood and i've also seen a lot of floods and we remember 207 here in this county yes uh we was almost be wading in water yeah we uh seven was an uh that was a big event i'll never forget that city of caulfield won't forget it independence the whole area won't forget that which is odd that the rain didn't fall here you know it it, it it fell in the Odisha and yeah. came here and then it, and it backed up here because of this pool we live in. Uh, but I'm glad to see somebody's doing it, whether or not you are a climate extreme believer or whatever the terminology we're using. I think we all, no matter what side of the issue we're on, we need to be smart and Hey, we don't have water. We need to do something about that. Cause what if it never, what if suddenly the just rains never come back, you know, uh, kind of like the uh, tornado alley. I feel like it's moved. Yeah, I feel like it's moved southeast. Uh, I feel bad for them. I'm not all that super disappointed for us. Well, God give us a great creation, and I think we have an obligation to be good stewards. Yeah. I'm a strong fiscal conservative and don't like to spend money. I don't like to grow government. But there's certain things, as I am a representative of about 26,000 people in my district, uh, I feel like I have an obligation to make wise decisions that – uh, is necessary for our long-term sustainability and certainly water in my mind is probably just as important probably even more important than even education or our roads so yeah 
we need to get it done and and it and hopefully we can yeah i'd agree that water is probably more important education a uh a dead man can't use his brain and uh you're gonna die if you don't get water that's a good point so uh all right well hey i appreciate you stopping by and you're always welcome if there's something that you just want to come in and let us know about give me a call or send me an email or i don't know pigeon however you want to get the message here and uh, we can get you in i'm pretty easy hey justin it's been a pleasure and it's an honor to be here and i thank you for what you're doing and a lot of times our media it doesn't give us the whole story i appreciate yeah. you can get it here before i let you go how do people contact you if they need to get a hold of you well i've got uh it's uh doug dot uh, at house kansas.gov uh, by email uh my personal phone is 620-212 4183. I give out my personal cell. I get a lot of calls. Basically, I'm on that. It's 785-296-5863 at the Capitol office. So I'm in room 512 in Topeka for about four to five days a week. Uh, come home on the weekends and get a little bit of relief and uh, relaxation uh, working with my cows. The last thing I'm going to say before I get off here is what I've noticed with you and Ron Bryce. You guys are doing it the way I think the founding fathers intended. It's a burden. It shouldn't be like Washington, D.C. They go up there and they live there and they come back wealthier than when they left. You and Ron race home after Thursday. You got businesses. You got families you got to take care of. It's a burden. Your service is a burden, and we thank you for it. Thank you. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, as I always tell you, go over to WKOPodcast.com, and uh, you'll find a list of our producers and ways you can help out if you want. And we have another episode coming up here later on this evening. So please share this and tell all your friends and family about it. Have a good day.